Let's get it on. Are we good? All right, I think we're good. What's happening, buddy? Welcome to Film Junkie Live on April 3rd. How's everybody doing today? Hopefully you're doing well. It's the end of Monday, so you should be doing well. And it's like sunny right now. What happened to this storm that was supposed to be like rolling in? Man, I tell you, Southern California is just getting... Well, we're sinking into the ocean, folks. That's what's happening. So, uh, how's it going, guys? Make sure you guys hit that like, thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell so you know when I'm doing this stuff. All right, who is out there? How are we doing? We got Mr. Fear Jason. What's going on? All right. And we got the other Jason. Ahoy, ahoy. Good to see you. We got Lloyd. All right. We got Tony Movie, Chappy D9, Neil Blomkamp fan. What is going on? We got Mr. Eric. It's Easter Passover week. All right. Always forget that Easter is coming up. Uh, who else we got? We got J.D. McRae right here. All right. God, I swear, I don't know why this thing is still acting dumb. Still glitching, and I don't know why, but oh well. I don't know. Anyways, what's going on, Patrick? So serious. Blue Beetle look good, and George Lopez look like Billy Butcher. Is that what happened in that? Well, I haven't really watched it yet. I mean, of course, there's been... Um, there's been stuff online that I've seen on the timeline, gifts, pictures, and whatnot, so it's hard to ignore that. So, what's going on, Mr. William Powell? All right, we got the Eye on Stone podcast. Had a good conversation talking talking to them on Friday, so hopefully you guys caught that. Good times. Glad to have them back. Hey, we got Miss Nighthawk. Hello, gorgeous. We got Mr. Nobody here. Hey, I watched the movie called Nobody over the weekend. Love that movie. Such a great movie. It's a Sunday. God, this thing is just... Why? I don't know why this thing is doing this thing. Boy. Anyways, well, all right. Keep on going. Who else we got? We got Jess Breet. Blue Beetle looks fun and unique, but also looks like it'll have that you don't deserve those powers, I deserve them villain trope. Yeah, it's probably going to have... It's probably going to be pretty tropey and whatnot, so... I don't doubt that. I really don't doubt that. But, hey, what could he do, right? What's going on, uh, Anesu, should say? All right. Eh, it's going pretty good. Right now, all I'm just wondering is how much a reboot is he doing to the DCEU? Sounds like it's going to be, you know, a little bit more than what, <laughs> what is initially thought. I don't know. It's all, it's all up in the air very much. God, go away. Uh, but... Yeah, I guess we'll see. I think he's just kind of just waiting. I mean, obviously, when it comes to movies that are coming out this year, you got to get those out of the way, see what sticks, I guess. I don't know. It's all very strange. It really is. It is. And, of course, we got uh, Mr. Ziggs. What's good? Dave Blue Beetle trailer felt like a Marvel trailer. Interesting to see uh, how it plays out. Yeah. Of course, yeah, people say that. People say CW. It's all the same. Anyways. But uh, appreciate you guys. Hopefully you guys had a good weekend. Pretty rad Blue Beetle trailer. Just wondering which DC this is a part of. Eh, I think it could be a part of anything. You know, I know there is a Batman reference, which, uh, you know, I, I've already heard that. And there's gripes about that, which, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. I'm going to keep it at the end because somebody else who was live streaming a reaction to the Blue Beetle trailer said that they got their stream pulled. All of a sudden the stream went out. 
and they blocked it for i guess a little bit or something and so i'm kind of wondering if that's going to happen here i don't think it should i think it was because warner brothers asia like leaked out the trailer two hours early it was already like when i was when i was waking up and i started scrolling through my timeline it was already out there and it was supposed to show up at 9 a.m my time pacific time and it was already out there so i don't know why i don't know why they would snipe that stuff but you never know it's Warner Brothers. They suck. So hopefully it does. I don't get sniped during. That's why I'm going to save it for the last topic of the day. We're going to talk about this new article with James Gunn talking about Superman Legacy, Marvel, superhero fatigue, all that. And then, of course, we got more Joker 2 set images and and uh, video, which came out over the weekend, which is great. Then we're going to talk about the box office, Dungeons & Dragons. You guys know how much I really like this movie. And we're going to talk a little bit about the box office because it is kind of interesting looking at box office. And then, yes, we'll do the, uh, the trailer. This is why I'm not doing mo- more trailer reactions. Yeah, I mean, it's, not f- it's fine, but it was just something about the live trailer reaction. I don't know. I don't know if it's something to do with that because you could go and see trailer reactions like crazy. I already looked. There's already a bunch of trailer reactions. They're not getting pulled. Uh, you know, the normal people that do all those, they're not getting pulled. So I don't have any issue with it, but it, he just kind of told me. Uh, it was ACS, actually. He just told me that there was like a possibility because it happened to him and he did his stream earlier so just a possibility we'll see what happens but everything's being recorded so even if it do, does get uh pulled from a live from the live feed i can always up, re-upload things later so it'll be okay guys it will be just fine let's do it on to the tweets and <laughs> and then this happened on wednesday which was kind of funny um because you know Good old, what's her name? What's her name? I can't find it. I can't. I don't even know where the drop is. Do I even have the drop right here? Apparently I don't. But good old Grace. I thought I had the drop right here. Apparently not. But, uh, eh, I don't know. That, uh, yeah. No, I guess that would be a good one, right? No, anyways. Um, apparently when it came to you on Wednesday, this was kind of funny because, uh, James Gunn, we actually talked about this a little bit where he said, for the record, I don't know who that is when Grace Randolph said that interesting, since it's not true, I guess I can say I heard his top choice was Logan Lerman. We'll see what happens. So, and then it was just kind of like, oh boy, James, you don't know. Who Lo- I mean, all it took, I was like, hey, James, all it takes is just a simple IMDB search before you tweet. You know, I was just kind of like, you know, just search, see what he was in. Maybe you'll recognize him. You know, do that before you tweet. And then, of course, he had to follow it up by saying, guys, this isn't a dig at the actor. I don't know lots of actors' names. Now that you tell me who it is, I recognize him from stuff, and I think he's talented, but I've never met him. And he's never been a part of the conversation about playing Superman. So this is what was kind of funny. I was like, but again, James, simple IMDB search. It's all you had to do before you tweeted. And now, you know, not getting hounded on. I mean, it's just like, come on, man. Ugh. But that was kind of funny when that happened. It was just like, oh, and then I was like, I posted this live look at live, live look at Logan Lerman. It was like, stop crying, stop crying, stop crying, stop crying, stop crying. I mean, I wonder if he caught wind of it. I just wonder. I mean, I, 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 I'd assume that he caught wind of it because, you know, if James Gunn's putting something out there, it probably got to his camp. But it was just like, OK. And then I even thought I was like, we talked about it on the post show uh, stream. And I was like, nah, he's a you know, he's not a tall guy. He's got a face for it, maybe, face for Superman, but I was, I'm not really digging that choice. And apparently, you know, I don't think that they, I think there's definitely like a something out there that has 
um, you know, the casting call sheet or whatever, who they're looking for, you know, in a little brief description. I definitely think that's all out there. There's probably names somewhere on a whiteboard or something like that that they're going to be talking to, but it's not going to be Logan Lerman, apparently, so... And then we got Phil Cho still uh, rocking these uh, Batman images. And now he's got the uh, the Bale Dark Knight suit right there, and then he's got that with the uh, the eyes, which look really cool. And then Fear Jason, of course, uh, put me on a uh, Batflex face. That's right. It's not bad. Not a bad haircut right there. I should try to do that. I'm already getting like the uh, the salt and pepper on the sides, so just got to get me a bat suit, just like that, just like that. And then uh, congratulations to Scott McClellan. It was his birthday last Thursday, and of course we had people donate. He had a, he did a whole birthday fun thing that was going to AFSP, and he uh, you know he wanted a certain amount, and he and he he pretty much got double that or something. It was pretty amazing. So I love it how you know people within the fandom can just put something out there for the birthday, and then people come through and donate. It's really great. It's always really great. Oh, this uh, when this tweet came out. I think we all just kind of uh, got pretty excited about this, but announcing, it's not a drill, Scott Pilgrim, an anime series voiced by the cast of the 2010 film. It comes from executive producers Edgar Wright, Brian Lee O'Malley, and uh, Ben David Grabinski, and is animated by Science Sorrow. So we got everyone coming back from the movie, everyone coming back from the movie to voice their characters for the Scott Pilgrim anime series. And uh, this is exciting. I love Scott Pilgrim. Everybody does. It found its footing, obviously, as being like a cult classic. Everybody like goes back to that movie now. It really didn't do much in the in the movie theaters, but uh, but everybody, you know, you watch that movie, it's just so damn creative. So it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome stuff right here. So Netflix making some moves. Um, I'm not like the big. I'm not a big anime person, but I'm definitely gonna watch the absolute shit out of this. Um, it was kind of funny too because, you know, Mr. Swenson, Mr. Uh, Ping Pong Flicks. Chris Wong Swenson actually retweeted something about, you know, the possibility of maybe this could happen down the line for, you know, uh, the an actual continuation for the Snyderverse. You know, obviously that's always been the hot button issue when it comes to this little fandom right here. And obviously last week, uh, Steven is still still getting people, uh, you know, jumping on his tweets, dogpiling his tweets. But, you know, after the whole interview with Zach on the Vodka stream and we kind of talked, we brought up that whole idea and Zach gave us the answer. And then, of course, you know, we always talk about a possibility of animation. I mean, this is always, that's why it's like, it's just easier. I mean, obviously, all these people coming back and actually doing, actually doing a live action would not, would obviously cost way more. And of course, you have to have the sets, you have to have all this stuff. There's just so much hassle with that. But you do it animation, you get everybody back. That's why, you know, and it's not that, that's what we prefer. Like, obviously, you can't say the A word when it comes to the Snyderverse. You say the A word, you're not a true fan, man. What's up? You're fake, clout chaser. Good God. But I'm just saying, like, no, we're just we're just one of those people that just like options, options. You know, there's something. You know, a lot of people are busy. Wouldn't be that busy to like come into a booth for a day or two to record voices. That's all. Just alternate options, options. No compromise, man. Well, I'm sorry. Okay, my bad, my bad. But anyways, just kind of thought I'd get that out there because Chris Wong Swenson put that idea out there. And then, of course, you know, the lovely side of the fandom did the dogpile thing, as they do. 
And, um, of course, went after that. Well, we kind of talked about that on the Vox stream on Friday because he showed up, which was cool. And then, of course, here's the video right here that uh, Edgar Wright did post about the new anime series. For right here, uh, just kind of doing this whole thing, like the opening, like the opening of the original movie and having everybody back. So that's pretty cool. Looking forward to it. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Uh, new Metallica, everything. That's cool. We got a novelization. Confirmed. Novelized version of Rebel Moon by V. Castro will be available for purchase on December 5th, 2023. So expect to also be able to read the book that is Rebel Moon. Awesome. Gotta love that. Uh, the Jonathan Major, Majors thing keeps on getting... It's, uh, this is getting messy right here. Jonathan Majors was denied his charged uh, assault of his girlfriend and has now publicly released a text message chain with her to attempt to prove his innocence. Yeah, the chain was like a little interesting and weird. Uh, there hasn't been anything since, but my God, it's just getting awkward. Just getting awkward. And then look who's here, guys. Bruce Tim is now on Twitter and he is posting art from Batman the Animated Series. And starting off with this lovely image right there that I want on my wall. Looks great. Looks great. And then speaking of looks great, I want this on my wall too from Rico Jr., who makes these awesome posters. He made one for the entirety of Quentin Tarantino's filmography right there. Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, Kill Bill, Inglorious Bastards, uh, Django. We've got Death Proof right there. We've got The Hateful Eight. And then, of course, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That is a freaking excellent poster right there. Good job. Guy does excellent work. Uh, I'm going to try to get that poster right there. So that'll be, uh, be cool. David F. Sandberg still defending stuff. Uh, someone asked, hey, David, is there anything uh, you would have honestly handled differently with the Shazam movies looking back? I said, yes, but that's true to everything I've directed. I always have a feeling of, well, I fucked that up, but that's why I continue to learn and try to get better at directing. So that one day I'll hopefully feel, you know, I didn't do too bad this time. Yeah, you always do that. You always second guess yourself no matter what kind of space you are in. When it comes to entertainment and stuff, I do the same thing. I look at that. I didn't say that right. I sounded like an idiot right there. What's wrong with my hair? Now, I don't really care about the hair. Obviously, I need a haircut. And then we got Ben Affleck reportedly in talks to join Adam Sandler in the uh, Safdie Brothers' next movie. Of course, they did Uncut Gems, so apparently Ben Affleck might be involved with it. Who knows, though, because I know he's, well, he's also got, he's, all, he's got a ton of shit coming out, which is great. Absolutely great. And then, yeah, like I said, this is, uh, this is Chris Wong Swenson's tweet right here. Hey, maybe Zack Snyder's Justice League sequels as an anime with returning cast is possible. And yes, he did get dogpiled on. Of course, he didn't get ratioed by those people. A lot, more, a, lot of peop a lot more people were positive about it because there's a lot more sane people in the fandom than there are these fucknuts. Anyways. Ah, and then we got Lucas Meyer right here. There's a pretty cool flash poster right here with Batman. Looks like Batman can turn his neck in that costume, huh? But yeah, really like that. Always like some good art right there. Uh, I thought this was funny. Let, uh, let them fight. You know, if you've, if you've seen John Wick and you've seen Tropical Thunder, you know what we're talking about. And yes, guys, here it is. I already told you about this last week, and I did a short about it when it came to the whole, oh, they removed Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman cameo or her scene from the Flash movie. I mean, it's still up and down about the whole Henry Cavill 
Superman showing up, which I'm kind of curious to see if they did remove that. That's been out there, and I think that might have gotten removed. I don't know. But 100%, and we already heard from Ben Affleck what the scene, you know, what's happening in the scene, because obviously it's a scene that has him and her. And when you heard it, you went, there's no way that they're going to delete that. No way they're going to delete that scene. And sure enough, facts, uh, fla uh, Flash Film News, they got the, well, and I trust them more than, more than the trades, just because I might know, like, you know, I just, they're just kind of like, you know, really, uh, really knowing people from the production and stuff. I'm just saying, trust them when it comes to this movie, at least. And then hopefully you saw my uh, Dungeons and Dragons first reaction. I uh, really like the movie. I swear to God, uh, the, the world's going to end. I never thought I'd like a Dungeons and Dragons movie. And then we already got some air critiques coming out. We got Scott Menzel right here. He said, Air, believe the hype. This film is phenomenal in every way. The script feels like one of the best Aaron Sorkin scripts that he didn't write. The cast is all around fantastic with Matt Davin delivering a career best performance. I hate talking about award season in March, but I could see this one being a major player with a SAG cast ensemble nomination Every uh, very likely. Amazon has a major hit on their hands. What a movie! Can't wait. going to see it this week. And then Zach, of course, still continuing. This time he, uh, I can never say her name, but, you know, Feora. Obviously, she was awesome. Look at that costume. She's uh, a beauty, a definite beauty. I forget how beautiful she is. But, uh, yeah, I posted uh, this over the weekend. Keeps on continuing posting the uh, Clay Enos costume, I guess, costume tests or whatnot, which are pretty cool. And, of course, we had Nick Fury right there. Of course, we'll talk about Secret Invasion a little bit. Hey, we got a blue and gray version of the Pattinson suit, like a 66 Batman version. That's kind of cool because, obviously, we know that Matt Reeves found inspiration from that. Matrix, speaking of Batman, got that right there. This is pretty cool. We got a mixture of a Ghostbuster and, like, a Mandalorian right there. I like that. We got this art right here from uh, Juanjo Lopez. Showing uh, Michael Keaton's Batman, getting into that bat suit with all the bat suits right there, which is a really cool Easter egg, seeing the uh, other bat suits in that TV spot. We've got Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, of course, shooting the new Guy Ritchie movie in Turkey. And uh, he's having fun on the set, taking pictures of people. Good old Cavill with that beard. This is pretty funny. I mean, movie magic, movie magic. I mean, you, it just looks funny. I saw David F. Sandberg post this, and I was like, what the heck is the deal with that? Guy's right, you know, guy's having fun. Guy's having fun, but of course, there was some art right here from the unicorns. I thought this was a really cool concept because they make it sound like unicorns are not what unicorns should be. They're evil devils. Look at this thing. It's a pretty cool concept, you know, when it came to the mythological characters, especially the unicorns, when it came to Shazam. That's why the final act, I said the final, you know, the third act was, uh, was good shit. Matt Reeves on writing the Batman part two, whatever the story's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, to take these characters and put them in some kind of emotional jeopardy. There's a deep dive that already happened at the beginning, and now I'm going to have to deep dive again. So we're still kind of wondering. I know there's been rumors about Poison Ivy. We obviously, we talked about Clayface maybe being added to it last week it's gonna be interesting to see what happens very much looking forward to seeing what exactly he's going to be doing right there 
Uh, Variety reports that Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon is nearly four hours long. Oh, no. In which I say, yes. It's too long, man. It's too long. Shut up. You binge, you binge like crazy with Netflix. You could be okay. You don't have to watch it. You don't have to watch the cinema. It's fine. But, you know, it's Martin Scorsese. Of course he's going to make a long movie. There's nothing wrong with long movies, nothing wrong with short movies. I know there's a sweet spot in between, but hey, nothing wrong with that. And then check this out. Don't, don't, guys, don't ever propose like this. Don't ever propose like this because you're going to get, you're going to get a freaking, uh, whatchamacallit. This guy had balls. Balls! And then... Boom! Oh! Concussion! Don't do that! I mean, it's kind of cool, but still. Now the guy's gonna have brain damage for the rest of his life. My God, look at that. Boom! Ouch. Thank you, Rhett Proctor, for the uh, $5 Super Chat. Appreciate it. Man, Blue uh, Beetle looks amazing. He's going to fit in well with the new DCU. I need to see a Jaime Reyes and Booster Gold team up soon. Hopefully that does happen, but anyways. Yeah, crazy, right? Eh, good stuff. We got a Batman Beyond poster right here from Boss Logic. That looks pretty cool. We got Keaton, and I uh, forgot what that actor's name is right there. I don't think it's Logan Lerman for sure, but you know. Blue Steel, Blue Steel. There you go. Fear Jason putting me on Zoolander now. And let's see, keep on going. We'll talk about those right there. Obviously, there's a lot of jokerness that happened over the weekend. We also got first reactions to Ari Aster's Bo is Afraid with Joaquin Phoenix. Ari Aster's uh, Bo is Beautiful is a daring mix of humor and horror, part gorgeous existential nightmare fuel, part pitch black comedic odyssey. It's an astounding pillar of artistic genius. If you're not left hyperventilating, you better check your pulse to make sure you're not dead. Mark, and this uh, marks a career-high top-shelf performance by Joaquin Phoenix. It houses terrific supporting performances from Amy, Ryan, Nathan Lane, Parker Posey, Zoe, you know, all of them right there. So, yeah, people are raving about this one, too. Man, is Joaquin Phoenix going to get nominated again? I guess so. Here I am on Zoolander yet again. I could pull that, I could pull that look off, right? We got a poster. This is a pretty freaking cool poster. Who do you trust? I'm really uh, looking forward to Secret Invasion and the return of Nick Fury. Looks uh, looks awesome. Um, keep on going. Keep on going. Yeah, I mean, we got some trailers today, but expect a Barbie trailer and a Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse trailer also coming. Trailers coming out as well. So that's going to be cool. Um, right here. Okay, so this is interesting, guys. Think about this. I know some people are not going to because the man, the multiverse man, is sucked. Uh, shut up. Sam freaking Raimi. So this dude right here, Lord Morphine, said, I'm seeing Sam Raimi today. And then he gave us an update, and he says, I asked Raimi about directing Brave and the Bold. And he said, what about the other guy, in reference to Matt Reeves? I told him they were separate, and one is under gun with no director. His response was, I gotta go talk to him. Or... I'm going to talk to him. Bro, I'm hyped. 
Can you imagine that? He's mentioned it before that he would actually like to make a Batman movie. Now, it's up in the air whether Sam Raimi's going to be returning for Doctor Strange 3. I know that's kind of been up in the air, as rumor has it that he might be. So if he does, we could rule this out. But, I mean... With Damien, with the League of Shadows, with Raish al Ghul. I mean, can you imagine Sam Raimi taking on that? I'd be down for it. It would be interesting. I don't know. I, I, I like Sam Raimi. He's, you know, Evil Dead is one of my all-time favorite horror movies. I uh, love the Evil Dead series, you know, all the way to Army of, uh, Army of Darkness. And then, of course, you know, Drag Me to Hell and various, I, I'm trying to, Think of other Sam Raimi movies, uh, Dark Man and all that. I, you know, I've been a Sam Raimi fan forever. So him taking on a Batman movie, that would be interesting. So James Gunn, hey, listen to this guy. Maybe he's got some ideas. I think so. And I think that would be pretty cool. Likely won't happen, though. But we'll see. And then here we go. Here was the uh, Secret Invasion trailer. How are we feeling about this? First off, always start off a trailer with... Giving us some Sam Jackson strut, gone. holding a gun. That's how you start off a trailer. Sam Jackson. Things have gotten much worse. Doing the strut. This looks really good. You got aliens, you got espionage, you got spies, and no Avengers. I I came back. Looks really good. I like the tone. I like where it's going here. I wonder how it's going to bleed into in other no things too. You're in shape for this fight that lies before us, old friend. Old friend. This is a cool little whoa. 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 This is personal. It's personal. We won't want to watch the whole thing, but I'm really digging this. I'm really digging that trailer. Can't wait for that. Ah, we got Super Run right here. I'm not sure who made this. Past, present, future. I guess it's something that's uh, going to be prom promoted for the Flash right there. That's pretty cool. Um, and then, hey, breaking! Rebel Moon confirmed to be first of a trilogy by Netflix's newest marketing chief, Marion Lee. That's right, according to the New York Times. That's right. So, again, this is what Zach's doing over at Netflix, building universes. He's building this grand space opera with two parts already, but there's going to be a third part, and the third part will probably be longer than the other two, not put together, but the run times I'm imagining, because I'm, I've heard, I've heard that the assembly cut for Rebel Moon is pretty freaking long, like long, long, okay? I don't know the exact, and I should have brought it up when he was on the freaking stream. Damn it. Damn it. I totally forgot, but I heard that assembly cut for what we have for Rebel Moon already, but of course, of course it's going to be d divided up into two parts, and then there's going to be like a PG-13 version and an R-rated version, which is great, but I can only imagine that the third one will probably be longer than the run times of the first ones, and those are probably going to be three-plus hours for all we know, too. Long movies, and we love it, but yeah. So there's definitely going to be a part three, hopefully. I mean, there should be. It seems like they're going all in with uh, Zack Snyder and a lot of stuff that he's making. So, cool. I'm sure that'll get announced probably next year or something like that. I don't know. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Cute poster of uh, Little Rocket right there. I mean, we all know like the, the movie's really about that story after seeing some stuff, huh? Uh, I always find this funny. When you have these figurines and you take off the mask and that's what it looks like underneath. <laughs> it looks weird. It looks very strange. Oh boy, legendary. 
Street Fighter, live action Street Fighter movie coming. It's about time, right? How long is it? I mean, obviously you had that 90s version with Jean-Claude Van Damme and uh, Raul Julia's Bison, which was very interesting. Uh, it's a guilty pleasure. I, I'll watch it. I watched that a lot when I was a kid, the original Street Fighter movie. But of course, you know, who knows if it's, this one's going to be good. We all had high hopes for the last Mortal Kombat movie, and that ended up being okay. Like there was things that were okay, but then there was things that were not. So, yeah, I mean, there was a Street Fighter 2 anime movie, I guess, that came out in the 90s as well that I thought was really good. It had a really cool opening sequence with uh, Ryu and Saget. They were playing, or not playing, but they were fighting on top of a hill during like a storm. And this, you see how Saget gets his, um, you see how he gets the scar on his chest from getting a big old, up, you know, up the chest. So, yeah, just base it off something like that. That's all you got to do. There's another poster of Little Rocket right there. Eyeball. And then, oh boy, guys. Oh boy. The hierarchy of the last, or what, the, the high, hierarchy of the live action Disney movies are about to change. That's right, guys. Boana, live action coming out. And the man who voiced the dude in the movie is going to play him live action now. Aloha, everyone from beautiful Hawaii. Hawaii. We are here on the island of Oahu, where I did a lot of my growing up. As you know, Hawaii means so much to my family and me, and the traditions of our ohana, Point. or Aina, as we say Waves. in Samoa, Waves. were shaped by these incredible islands. The Pacific Islands and their cultures inspired a very special story, one that you all know very well. And that story is, drum roll please, excited and happy to announce that a live action reimagining of Moana Re is in the works. Moana, Grandma Tala, the music, the dance, Tafiti, Pua the pig, the village, the beautiful, powerful ocean, and one more, what's that guys? Oh, yours truly, Hey Hey the chicken. Kidding, Hey Hey's gonna be in it, but of course Maui will be in it too. Many of you may not know the brilliant team at Disney Animation so from Marley in the Mana and the Presence. All right, we don't have to watch the whole thing, but my God, if Black Adam didn't do well, <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, if it did well, would he be able to do this? Was this like chambered in the back pocket? Like, all right, if I don't get the DC Universe, I'm going to go after the live action, uh, you know, Moana verse, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, yep, there you go, guys. Dwayne Johnson. I like the guy still. I mean, maybe a little less now. <laughs> I know uh, after all the, the DC Black Adam stuff that happened last year and into this year and us finding more about it you know kind of softened a little bit about Dwayne Johnson I still think he, uh, you know he what he's done with his career and his brand and everything has been phenomenal he still seems like a stand-up dude even though he probably you know he definitely has an ego when it comes to all this stuff but it's just like man he just goes after any any franchise that he can man any franchise that he can it's just like man create something original or something I don't know create something original that's not going to happen. So there you go. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Horrible, horrible, right? It's just like, didn't that, that movie's, that's, it. I mean, the other live-action Disney movies are ones that came out in, like, the 70s, 80s, 90s. Didn't, like, Moana come out? How long ago did that one come out? I'm not, I don't know when the movies come out. I'm not a big Disney 
fan when it comes to the actual Disney movies. Not really a fan. When the hell did that come out? But anyways, I'm sure it'll be a winner in the hierarchy of the um, Disney princesses are about to change. Okay. Okay. Ah. Arr, there's Zach making that face. That's pretty cool. And we already got box office projections for uh, Super Maya Brothers. Living up to uh, a $225 million plus global bow when it comes to its box office. It comes out, what, in June? So obviously this is box office numbers that's a little far out still because we're in April. We still got a, uh, like a month and a half or whatever or two months. So this is what projections are right now. Obviously, I always like to talk about the projections, usually like the week of, because that's when you can get a, a better sense of how good the movie is going to do at the box office opening weekend. But right now, I mean, we already know it's going to be a freaking hit. Of course, it's going to be a freaking hit. Smart. And then is this smart, too? We all knew it was going to happen, right? Harry Potter reboot in the works at HBO. Each season would be one of the uh, based on one of the books. One of the seven books. So basically how they did it with the movies by basing it off of one of the books. Now they'll have seasons, which they could take their time, which is a good thing, I guess. And uh, yeah, they're going to uh, just do all that. And uh, apparently I read something else that I guess I know a lot of people hate on J.K. Rowling right now. They think she's like uh, a female Hitler or whatever the hell. Um, and I know it's funny too, because they just think like, she's going to go broke or something like that. I'm like, she's like 1% of the money that she has, she could live four lifetimes on. And I always love it. Like when people pound their keyboards on Twitter, like at her or at anything that it's like, you, you live in a studio apartment and she, anyways, it's just kind of funny. I don't know. I just find it hilarious, but apparently she's going to be like kind of involved. I don't know. It's all up in the air. This might not even go through. But, uh, you know, hey, I guess, you know, that's what they were going to do. I only watched, like, the first three movies. I never really got into Harry Potter. Maybe I'll get into the series. We'll see. I'll watch the movies first, then get into the series when it actually comes out. I mean, it's not going to be coming out for, like, another year or so, I'm sure, if it even does come out. But, yep, there we go. And then, of course, uh, Mr. Phil Cho right here making a gray and black. This is pretty badass right here because we all know that the dominant, the best suit in the Nolan verse is the Batman Begins suit. The Batman Begins suit is better than the Dark Knight suit. We all know this. It's just a better suit, and I like this uh, color scheme right here that he put with the gray and the black. That's pretty sweet. He also did a Deadpool one, too. Earth 27M. I was just watching Deadpool 2 yesterday a little bit. And then, yay! Speaking of uh, cinema on the horizon... Heat 2 is finally happening, guys. Justin Kroll right here. After nearly three decades, we may finally be getting a sequel to Heat as Warner Brothers is in negotiations with Michael Mann to board Heat 2 with Adam Driver in discussions to play a young Neil McCauley in the pick. Of course, you know, Robert De Niro's character. Awesome. So that's finally happening. I kept, I, I've been wanting to pick up the book, but I uh, just hadn't done it yet. And then this looks really cool. I'm definitely going to be watching this. Ben Affleck's movie. Robert Rodriguez. Come on. Kind of has like a dreamy Inception-esque kind of thing. Just for a second. Hypnotizing. Pretty crazy stuff. Suspenseful. I have to know everything. 
It looks really good. Watch the trailer if you haven't watched it already. Everything that you see and do feel perfectly normal. Woo! Looks crazy. Definitely seeing that. April 5th is Mario Brothers. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought it was June also, so that's good. That No, it's not April 5th, is it? Is it coming out this week? It's out Wednesday? Oh, shit. Why did I think it was coming out later? Yeah, okay. Well, that's cool. Why did I not see that on my Fandango? Oh, yeah, it does come out. Ha <laughs> stupid me. All right, never mind. Jeez. Yeah, I don't know why I thought it was coming out in June. So anyways, well, there you go. I guess I got to fit that in. All right, well, then that makes sense. All right, well, that'll make sense then because I'll see Air with uh, Miss Nighthawk. We'll see Air and I'll see Super Mario Brothers this week and do all that. All right. We'll do that instead. Okay, that'll work. Jesus. Brain fart! My God. I don't know why I was thinking June. I guess I was thinking because June is just like full of all kinds of movies and everything. So, this week. Good. I don't know. I think I just had my, uh, my brain set on air. Really. So, that's good. I guess I can see two movies this week. That'll be good. That'll be good. That'll be good. I'm excited for that. All right. Wow. Now that we got that out of the way. <clears throat> so, yeah, we will see. We'll see air on Saturday. I'm going to see Mario Brothers on Wednesday or not Wednesday, Thursday. I'll see Mario Brothers on Thursday. So that'll work. All right. Let's talk about James Gunn. Let's talk about James Gunn and let's talk about uh, what he had to say when it came to um, Deadline. Yes, I'm an airhead. It's fine. You think it's going to make a billion dollars? It might make a billion dollars. It definitely might make a billion dollars. But we'll talk more about, we'll maybe break down the, even that box office a little bit more on Wednesday. So, Mario will probably be the first movie. Yeah, I think it might, it does have a chance to make a billion dollars. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about that more since, uh, since I thought it was coming out in a couple of months. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, boy. Drinking too much vodka. Just kidding. Maybe not. All right. Let's talk about this article right here. <laughs> <laughs> that I love that. It's a good transition right there. James Gunn talks Superman legacy tone, superhero fatigue, and his hopes for Marvel's future. Dun, dun, dun. Guardians filmmaker and DC boss James Gunn has opened up in a new Rolling Stone interview about his plans of Superman legacy, superhero fatigue, and more. Okay, this is Rolling Stones, not Deadline. But, you know, Deadline kind of broke it down a little bit. One of the most noteworthy points made by James Gunn in the chat, spotlighting his upcoming Marvel franchise closer, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, is that his forthcoming Superman film opening the first chapter in his new DC will be substantially different different tone from the comic book films he's most recently made. What are you talking about? Scappy nothing but dick and fart jokes, man. I learned so much from making these Guardians movies said Gunn, but it's not like Superman is going to have exactly the same vibe as a Guardians movie. It's actually quite different. <gasps> what? No, I don't believe it. A director making a different kind of movie? Nah. Nah. 
Now that Gunn is concentrating on his efforts as both a filmmaker and executive over at DC, one might wonder what his thoughts are about the direction in which Marvel is heading and what his hopes might be as far as to the studio's future. I really want Marvel to keep making good movies, he said. Before going on and opine that the blip or mass extinction event brought on, of course, by Thanos and, uh, well, not Endgame, but Infinity War, has uh, made doing so really hard. There's this worldwide, universe-wide event that happened, and in truth, everybody would be star-craving mad at this point, said Gunn. So it's, a, so it's hard to write stories in the wake of that, which is why the Guardians movies have been easier because they're set outside of that a little bit. Gunn went on to clarify that he doesn't see Marvel and DC as being in competition, which we've heard this before. They are business-wise, sure, but I like what he has to say right here because it's been said before by Feige as well, with one another. Even if it's, uh, it is now personally run, and uh, he is personally running the ladder with Peter Saffron. To be frank, I think the better Marvel movies do, the better for DC, and the better DC movies do, it's better for Marvel. He explained, when people see bad movies, they don't want to spend more money on seeing more movies. So you want good movies to happen. Of course, this has to do with the general audience that doesn't know. Was it Wonder Woman in the Avengers? I mean, we know that there's those people. We don't, they don't know which universe something falls in, so they just see superhero stuff. I mean, of course, they know a little bit more now with all the Marvel Studios movies. But, you know, he does have a point when it comes to, like, they kind of do lift up each other. But then at the same time, you know, behind the scenes, it's still a business. So, yes, there's still some competition. You just can't really, I guess you can't really say that out loud. But, I mean, it's still, there's still companies that are dealing with the same audience, I guess you could say. Part of what achieving uh, this comes down to, Gunn seemed to suggest is recognizing that there is such a thing as superhero fatigue, even if it actually doesn't have anything to do with superheroes. And um, this is what he had to say right here. It, ha it has to do with the kind of stories that get to be told. And if you lose your eye on the ball, which is character, we love Superman, we love Batman, we love Iron Man, because they're these incredible characters that we have in our hearts. And if it becomes such... It just becomes a bunch of nonsense on screen. It gets really boring. But I get fatigued by most spectacle films by the grind of not having any emotionally grounded story. So there you go. And then, of course, they talk more about The Guardians. So I like what he had to say right there. I mean, yeah. I mean, you have to have... You have to have people kind of take this journey with these characters. The characters have to be likable. Uh, just, just going back to the whole Dungeons and Dragons thing. I mean, I didn't think this movie was going to be anything. When I first saw the trailer, saw the poster, a lot of us just went, all right, that movie's going to suck. And it ended up not because the characters were interesting. There was a given enough backstory to those characters to make them interesting. The action was great. The story flowed very well. And you liked the characters. So, I mean... Dungeons and Dragons movie. I'm just going to use that as a comparison when it comes to a lot of things because honestly, I did not think, I did not think I was going to like that movie, but here we are. Here we are. So, but yeah, so Gunn talking about that, talking about Superman, which is great. Um, and I know it's It's still going to be, I'm still worried about it though. I mean, you know, and I'm sure he is too. He's probably stressing. I mean, again, I'm like, his hair is like, his hair turned so white in the last two to three years. After making this Superman movie, his hair is going to be fucking transparent or it's going to fall out. Or I don't know. Maybe it already has and that's a wig. 
but the stress that he's probably enduring when it comes to Superman, my God, I can only imagine. And, uh, you know, obviously it's like, hey, get some notes from people, huh? Please do that. Hey, has this, is this okay? You know, give it to, I don't know, try to give it to Mar- Martin Scorsese. There you go. Christopher Nolan. Give it to Zach. See what he has to say about it. Maybe he would. That'd be interesting. What if all of a sudden we hear that Zack Snyder gave a read to uh, Superman Legacy and gave James Gunn some notes? That'd be very interesting. The whole, the, the fandom, would their heads would explode or something. So, but I liked uh, most of what he had to say right there. I think it's all right. On to the next topic. More Joker 2, baby. All right. So I'm sure you guys saw a lot of what, uh, a lot of this over the weekend, the iconic steps, man. The iconic steps have made it back. We're going to be having a dance number on the steps. As you can see right here, we're filming with Miss Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga on the iconic steps from the first one. So there she is walking up in her normal, like looking like Harleen Quinzel, which is interesting. Of course, there is a lot of other stuff too. Uh, let's see. I know somebody, let's see, they were posting all kinds of stuff. I know people were like, yeah, there's the there's her like starting to dance up the steps right there. So that's pretty cool. And then I know I was like tweeting and I was retweeting a bunch of things over the weekend. So let's kind of go back through those. Where are they? Let me find them real quick. Just go back through all those. Beep, beep, there we go. That's a pretty cool shot right there of the steps. Them setting it up right there. These people in these buildings are like, oh, my God, they're doing this again? That's crazy. Uh, here's some images right here. Some cars shot up. we got bullet holes everywhere. we got some cranes. What the heck? Am I still on? <laughs> Whoa, what the hell? On. Am I still even on? I don't think I am. I had a feeling this was going to happen. Wait a minute. Stream was cut off. Well, that's fire. That's great. Why was it cut off? Well, that's dumb. Well, that's dumb. I don't even know what's happening anymore. All right. Aha, they were supposed to dive bomb me when I did the uh, other thing. Jeez. I don't even know. Okay, is anybody even returning? <laughs> this is so stupid. Boop, boop. It just shut off. That's all it did. It just shut off. Wow. So I'm not sure exactly what happened there. That's dumb. Well, at least I got done with the first topic. <laughs> Good God, man. They were supposed to they were supposed to shut it off during when I do the live reaction. Alright, well, I guess we'll continue on. Stupid. Oi. Alright. Well, uh what was what was I talking about? I was talking about Joker 2, right? 
All right. Well, we're back. So here's some more. Uh, here's some more video. We got uh, Miss Lady Gaga right there walking on the set. Somebody spotted her. So there was a lot of Lady Gaga ness that was happening. Uh, there she is on the steps with Todd Phillips talking about the uh, the scene, what's going to be happening. Her kind of practicing like uh, little dance moves right there. It's pretty sweet. And there she is starting to dance up the stairs. So is this before she transitions into full-on Harley Quinn mode, I guess? This is a pretty cool shot somebody uh, made right here. That was pretty sweet. And let's see. And then there was like a couple shots of them together. There she is right there rocking some of that Harley Quinn. All right, sorry here. Well, is that on? Yeah, we're on. Okay. Let's make it sure. Jeez. <clears throat> All right. Uh, what else we got? Sorry, just kind of lost the uh, the flow of the stream after that happened. And then there's the, there they are together right there. So that's a pretty cool shot of both of them. And then I guess they're both going to be dancing when it comes to the steps. So yeah, there's going to be more than one more than one scene when it comes to these uh, the iconic Joker stairs. I thought this was funny. I posted this image last night from uh, there saying, when you remember tomorrow is Monday. Perfect face for that. A lot of people really felt that. Wanted to, because uh, I wasn't, I was like, oh man, it's already Monday. Why? Why? It's going to be La La Land-esque, right? Ugh. So, I don't know. Looks pretty cool. I like it. I dig it. And uh, sorry again for the uh, little snafu. I don't know what the hell happened. It's kind of funny because, let me see. Yeah, it says stream. I like how it um, automatically restarted something, which was cool. Like I said, at least we got f through the first, like, half of the stream. So, eh, that's good. I guess I'll just have to replace the thumbnail with part do or something. I don't know. All right. Let's talk about box office. Dungeons and freaking dragons. Why was that movie so good? Why did I enjoy it so much? Keep on saying that. And then I talked to uh, Miss Nighthawk's neighbor, Scott, who's been in the chat. He's a big D&D &D fan. He really liked it. He said it was true to the D&D &D lore. I don't know anybody who's like big on uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I, couldn't, I couldn't call up Joe Manganiello. I know James Gunn is actually a big D&D &D fan too, right? Don't they always have competitions when James Gunn go to Joe Meganella's house or something like that? I don't know. But, yeah, I, I would say, hey, you know, watch it. Even if you don't know the lure, I didn't know anything really about it. I knew that there's dungeons and dragons. That's all I knew about it. Swords, you know, stuff like that. But I didn't know really much about it. So, um, but yeah. When it came to the box office, it made $37.2 million domestically. And then uh, internationally, it made another 33. So 70.2. 70.2. Now, um, from what I gathered, and I'm not sure, uh, but it is kind of interesting because this is, I'm not sure what the, what the budget actually was. I'm assuming that it was in the, obviously in the hundreds of millions. A lot of VFX work went into it, a lot of sets. A lot of uh, things like that, and uh, they were done very well, but people are actually going like, hey, successful, but I'm like, wait a minute, 
Is it successful? Is it not? Is it, you know, underperforming? What are we thinking here? Anybody actually have that? You think Shazam would see? I don't know if Shazam's actually going to be doing that. So I don't know if Shazam's going to be, uh, is going to make 200 million. Shazam, of course, is way down here. And uh, yeah, it's only at 119.8. Now, Dungeons and Dragons will likely have a little bit of legs. So it'll probably beat it. But uh, I mean, it's just kind of funny, though, because when it opened that first weekend, I mean, it was like uh, almost around the same amount. It opened at 30.1, you know? That's what's weird about it. It's like, all right, so people are saying that, oh, my God, D&D is successful. Shazam, not sh successful. But I'm like, wait a minute. Didn't it kind of open up domestically, at least, around like the same a little bit? I don't know. I guess there's like difference because it's superheroes and then it's Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to warrant a sequel. I think, like I said, I think D&D is going to have some legs, but it's just kind of funny. Again, comparing the box office, this is like something there. Am I missing something in the translation when it comes to box office and blockbuster movies? I thought it was about the budget uh, with the, what it's pulling in. You know, you have to do the two and a half, three times the whatever budget and, you know, all that. So I don't know. I'm not exactly sure how to measure that, but apparently... Shazam, big time flop, D&D &D success. I don't, I don't try to figure things out like that. I don't know. $150 million budget. And I'm guessing that was, that's more than Shazam. So they see, that's what I'm, that's what I like. Okay. Why? So how are we measuring this? Are we just like going DC sucks? <laughs> it's just DC sucks, you know? And I don't know. Don't, don't look at me. Don't look at me for that. Any word about Sonic 3 teaser trailer? Mm, I'm not sure. Not sure. Okay, finally, let's watch this freaking trailer, damn it. Well, first off, before we get started, I do want I did I did some polls. Try to put my poll out there uh, and for you guys to click on it. Yeah, I know that sounded really bad, but hey, as long as you don't click too hard, okay? Don't click too hard. But anyways, yes, I've made a I made a poll on on uh, Twitter as well as YouTube, and I just wanted to show the results, you know, asking how you felt about the, the Blue Beetle trailer. So first off, how did it do when it came to Twitter? Well, most people loved it, 32, uh, 37.2, and this is uh, 624 votes right here. So kind of just goes down the line, was okay, 31.3, and eh, 23.1, horrible, 8.5. So there you go. Now, let me refresh and get, let's see what the YouTube poll let's see what my youtube poll looks like <laughs> i'm i'm such a child anyways um pretty much the same thing pretty much the same thing let's get rid of that okay so we have 868 votes when it comes to youtube and uh yeah 45 percent loved it 29 percent said it was okay 17 said eh and then nine percent said horrible so all right not too bad not too bad. So mo most people are loving it. So I'm glad. And I haven't, like I said, I've seen little things pass by, but I have not watched the trailer in full. So let's go ahead and watch it and break it down a little bit, huh? And hopefully uh, the stream doesn't get die bombed again. <laughs> oh, terrible, terrible, terrible. But anyways, here we go. Excuse me, Mr. Reyes. Looking sharp. You finished scraping the gum off that lounger or what? Oh, yeah. Oh, misdirection. Full DC logos. Everything right now feels so out of reach. You always land on your feet, bro. You're high Cord? They don't get out much. 
Big belly burger. I think that was an Easter egg in okay, DC Super Pets. You haven't looked? What the hell is that? How did you get it to do that? I think he likes me. Wow. Oh. Oh. Get it off! Get it off! What's going on with George Lopez's hair? Cool transition. What the? Host acquired. Who said that? Oh, I like that his mouth moves. Okay, it's gonna be okay. That's good. <gasps> Sweet shot. <gasps> Re-entry systems ready. This ain't what you want. This ain't what you want. This ain't what you want. What is going on? I just wanna run. You're dude. It's called the Scarab. It's some kind of world-destroying weapon. It's designed to protect its host. This ain't what you want. Sometimes it does what you want, and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> that was pretty good. I, I, like I think I cut a bus in half. The scarab oh, chose wow. you, but it belongs to me. Hello, you feel for your family. Makes you weak. The universe has sent you a gift, and you have to figure out what you're gonna do with it. Whatever you can imagine, I can create. Nice choice. I like it. It's like Batman stuff. Batman's a fascist. I just wanna rap. Womp 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 womp. He said Batman is a fascist. How dare you, George Lopez? George Lopez could probably, I could see him either being a, a funny character throughout the movie, or I could see him being a very annoying character. Well, you know, nothing against George Lopez. I like George Lopez, but I'm just saying, it just almost seems like it could be that character where it's just, oh, God, is he going to just say dumb stuff and everything? Uh, yeah, when it comes to that, they had to, you know, put that little joke at the end. It's a dumb joke. It's a dumb joke, but it's kind of funny seeing the reaction from people online. Obviously, when you get the, I guess you could say almost like the geeks and gamer side, they're, of course, having a, uh, a fit about it, which I don't think they really are. It's just they have to have a fit about it because... You know, people use fascism way too much in the, uh, nowadays. Everything's always, you know, you're a fascist, you're a fascist. And people just don't exactly know what that word means anymore. And it's kind of funny, though, because when you think about Batman and BVS, you kind of go, well, his methods in there at the beginning, <laughs> well, he was going down a dark path, okay? And then, of course, he righted the ship after not killing Superman and all the stuff and him dying eventually. And then, of course, he went to the better path. So, I mean... To be honest, I don't really care about that debate. I just, it's, it's a dumb joke. It's a dumb joke, you know? But it doesn't bother me. I'm not going to sit here as a Batman fan, get, like, really annoyed by it. But anyways, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, we could break it down a little bit, too. So, obviously, he's working at some resort right here. You finished scraping the gum off that lounger or what? Uh, 
like the logos. I like it when the, the Warner Brothers and DC logos, you know, show them like that. That's pretty cool. And then, of course, we've got the Cord building right here, um, which is pretty sweet. Jaime. Jaime. And then we got the Big, uh, big Belly burger. That's been seen in the books before. Look at that hair. Look at that. Look at that hair and that beard. Okay, I don't think it's a You haven't looked? What the hell is that? This is going to be a pretty cool scene. It's got like a little horror element to it. Space hugger. See? That scream right there from George Lopez just go like, yeah, this character is going to be kind of annoying, isn't he? But I like I like this right here. I like this whole thing where the suit just starts, you know, taking over his body. This ain't what you want. This ain't what you want. Yeah. Creepy. What the? But I like the fact that I was like glad that the mouth moves. That's, let's face it. The costume looks freaking awesome. All right. We saw, we saw what it looked like. Just with set photos and everything, but let's face it, this this freaking costume looks amazing. They just nailed it. They nailed it right here. Okay, it's gonna be okay. Re-entry systems ready. Cool. Okay, so we saw that, and then of course we get this shot. Uh, he comes back, and then. It's called the Scarab. It's some kind of world destroying weapon. It's designed to protect its host. Sometimes it does what you want, and sometimes like, it doesn't. So that's what he's going to be looking at, too. I wonder if they're going to have a shot of him, like Iron Man style. You know, if we see like him reacting to things and everything. So. All right, keep on going. I, I think I cut a bus in half. And we got a bunch of them right there. The scarab chose you, but it belongs to me. She's uh, related to Cord, right? Hello, you feel for your family. Makes you weak. going to be some cool fight for There's the, uh, the Cord hovercraft or spaceship, whatever the hell he is. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> it looks cheesy as hell, but yeah, I mean, it's from the books. The universe has sent you a gift, and you have to figure out what you're going to do with it. Whatever you can imagine, I can create. So that's what's cool about it. Let's party. That's what makes him unique. You can imagine it. Who creates nice it? Choice. It's like Batman. And then we got the other, we have the other Blue Beetle suits. So they're showing some uh, homages to the cord suits right here. So we got some old school Blue Beetle suits. So that's pretty sweet. So I'm, so what are we thinking? Like the secret scene's going to have Ted Cord show up? I don't know. But, you know, that's cool that they added that in there. The old it's costumes. Tough. Batman's a fascist. Yeah, Batman's a fascist. Now I'm angry. No. Um... Yeah, I have a feeling that his character is going to bug me. <laughs> I just have a feeling. Anything else? Anything else in that background that we didn't see? And it's the costumes, and we got 
So we got Area 51 video game right here. That's pretty sweet. All right. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. All right. I dug it. I dug the character or dug the uh, trailer. I think it's uh, it's going to be hopefully I, I want it to be a sleeper hit. I mean, yes, it does. It's a little generic. It's not like we haven't seen stuff like this before. And we got, you know, his uncle or whoever, I think his uncle, George Lopez going, you know, kind of give him the pep talk of, you know, you've been given a gift, you know, with great, yeah, with great power comes great, great responsibility. Yeah, we're going to get those um, moments, I guess you could say in there. So <laughs> it's just like, damn, $75 million budget. Is there uh, okay. So it's a $75 million budget. So that's, what's good. And again, you know, I'm really rooting for it. This was supposed to go on HBO Max, and now it's going to be out in theaters. So that's good. And, you know, uh, you know, Sholo Mariduana, you know, obviously everybody loves him from Cobra Kai. So you have his, like, upcoming star power that he's already created for himself to help out with the character. And then, of course, that it's a Latino character. That always helps, too, obviously, nowadays, you know. And so that's also going to help drive some audience to there. But, yeah, $75 million. It looks good. The VFX look great. The costume looks good. That's what I'm kind of going by. Yes, it does seem a little generic, but I think I'm going to enjoy this movie, and I really hope I do. really hope I do. So hopefully you guys are feeling the same way. Gun had YouTube pull the feed. I know. Is that what happened? <laughs> Hardcore should be what Blue Beetle Kids. What Blue Beetle Kids? What? <clears throat> Am I late? This is yes. Yeah. It's not I don't know if it's we're not sure where it's connected, so it's basically a precursor to what's a potentially to come. Yeah. See, that's the thing, is like Blue Beetle is like in a nice little spot. Okay. Aquaman 2 is fucked. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. Aquaman 2 is, I think that movie is just, yeah, who knows what's going to happen. But Blue Beetle is actually in a nice spot where it doesn't have to connect to either or. It's most likely going to connect to the new. And even though, you know, even the Batman is a fascist line could work there too, because apparently we have a already an established Batman in this universe. So it all just kind of works for them. And it's just kind of be kind of interesting what tie-ins we see, what tie-ins we see with um, whatever might be coming out of course there was like a rumor that we might get a um a green lantern kind of thing that was going to be happening i thought i heard something about maybe there was going to be a green lantern connection somewhere within this i guess we'll see um would kind of make sense if you think about it you know so but dug the trailer just you know didn't it didn't it, some things blew my mind, but some things was like, eh, okay. But I, I think majority of the, what I saw there, I really, really appreciated. So, all right, let's ta let's get to some questions that I posted on here. Oh wait, I gotta do not that. Okay, no, I didn't post it on there. Uh, did I post it on there? Come on, unity. Did I post? I don't know what I posted. Hit that. There we go. No, I didn't post it on here. Whoops. I forgot to post it on YouTube. I thought I did. Oh, well. I also thought Mario Brothers was coming out in June. Anyways, okay. Let's see. Let's see. Let's go to the Twitter questions then. Let's see. Make sure. Good. Quite a bit of questions. I think we'll be okay. All right. All right, let's see what you guys have to say over here. Uh, Dewis, Dewis. Hey, Dave, do you think 
A Rebel Moon trailer is more likely at SnyderCon than Zack showing the unfinished Green Lantern scene? Yes. Absolutely. Timothy Ray Diaz. Hey, Dave, I heard rumors that they are reshooting The Flash again. No, they're not. No, they're not. Don't believe those rumors. Anything you could speak on would be helpful. Yeah, they're not. They're definitely not. That thing is locked, loaded, and ready to go. It's going to be showing up at CinemaCon this year. They're not this month. This month, they're showing it at CinemaCon. So, like, in three weeks, people are going to be watching this movie. There's no way that they're doing that much last-minute reshoots. RJ, should the marketing for Blue Beetle highlight how the movie is the beginning of the new era of the DCU? That would be very smart. Or continue to focus on being completely standalone. I think they should kind of market it. They should kind of steer it in that direction. I think that would be smart. Eric Blake, hey Dave, speaking of Dungeons and Dragons, have you checked out Vox Machina by any chance? I have not. It's a, an American anime style show a la the Avatar franchise. The showrunners are a D&D crew and DM using their, their characters and campaigns. Very Guardians of the Galaxy mood. Amazon Prime. Cool. Might have to check it out. Sam. Sam Parker Metal. How do you uh, buy your movies, Dave? I've been uh, on a... I've been a a 1080p Blu-ray guy for ages, but now, uh, now space-wise, it's going to be a problem. I'm going with iTunes from now on. It's just too cheap and convenient to have my movie collection with me at, with me at all times. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've I, I'll buy physical media for certain things. <coughs> I have I have physical media, but um, mainly I just purchase them because yeah, it's just so convenient. And uh, my space is limited right now. One of these days, if I get a, more space and I can add some shelves, I'll get back into the physical media game. But as of right now, yeah, I'm just kind of just buying them digitally. I know. I know that's frowned upon, but hey. Um, Justin, has anyone ever watched the OG live-action Blue Beetle from Trimark Pictures? That's right. There. Oh, yeah, it was Star Kid. 1997 star kid that's with the what's his name right joseph what's the kid from jurassic park yeah i remember that i, I watched that movie brad Curran. unless i missed part of the conversation you forgot to ask zach about charlie hunnam's green hood possibly being a reference to a certain damn it that was another thing i didn't ask okay that's going on the list next time zach is on or if i see him at uh at, at snyder con gonna ask about the green hood Going to ask him about that assembly cut of Rebel Moon also. Phil, scale on 1 to 10, how jazzed are you about the debut of Jaime Reyes to the big screen? Um, I would say I'm about a 7. About a 7. Mr. Nobody, have uh, hey Dave, hope you enjoyed the Blue Beetle, Beetle trailer. I did. So far, it looks good. I hope they reveal more, but with its lack of connective tissue to the overall DC universe, do you think it will have a strong impact? Feels like with the superhero fatigue, we need compelling stories. Thoughts? Hopefully it is. Hopefully it is a compelling story. That's all we could really hope for. And it grabs some legs and has some cool things happening. I mean, the VFX and the suit look fantastic. Mr. Wooter, hello, Dave. I really like the Blue Beetle trailer. It's cool and amazing. It's really annoying that people have a problem about Batman joke at the end of the trailer. I think it's so dumb. And do you believe both Marvel and DC need to stop, step up marketing their movies? Well, Marvel does a better job for sure. But yeah, DC definitely needs to make up their movies. And then finally, Kalo Mac, if I'm saying your name right, do you think 
possible superhero fatigue as a result of people actually tiring of the CBM genre, or does it have more to do with the recent quality of storytelling and writing we've been getting? I would say it's that. And that's why I appreciated what James Gunn said. It's like, okay, if that, that does exist, then you got to make, you got to, which are, what are the ones that stand out the most? Like when it comes to all the movies that have come out, you got to think about the ones that do stand out and had a lot of impact. And, you know, and definitely when it came to what Zach was doing, he was trying to do something different, more adult oriented and really breaking down the characters. I mean, again, you want to talk about how he broke the shit down of Batman and the way that he was doing stuff by branding guys and, you know, basically just not giving a shit, killing people and all that kind of stuff. That's why it's like, you know. You can take you could take the uh, the Batman as a fascist joke to heart and be like, how dare you? Or you can actually look at it through the lens of like when he was going down a really dark path. Uh, I think Steven actually brought it up, too, on uh, on on Twitter. And uh, of course, a lot, you know, the dogpiling began when it came to that. But, you know, it's just it's whatever. It, uh, fictional characters, guys. But yeah, I think you just. You just gotta, you know, you just gotta find ways to tell stories. I mean, the thing is, is like we've been telling like a bunch of stories for decades and decades and decades. You just gotta find new ways to tell them. I mean, there definitely is some fatigue, but you know, there's still an audience out there. And um, when it comes to some of these movies, they just they'll flock to it when it's something compelling. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, Blue Beetle can make somewhat of an impact. Seventy-five million dollar budget, not too shabby. So, you know, doesn't have to do crazy gangbusters out there so all right guys that'll be it for today sorry for the uh the mess up when it came to the stream cutting out lisa like i said i like it that my program just automatically starts like a, a new a new uh a new stream so i'll replace the the thumbnail but make sure you guys uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already hit that like thumbs up share both share both streams i guess i don't know but uh, yeah, do that, um, and of course, no no show tomorrow unless something crazy happens. But uh, subscribe to the Patreon. I might do a Patreon exclusive podcast over there. So if you want to support the channel right there, do so. Follow me on Vero, Facebook, Twitter, all that, Instagram. It's all gonna be down there. And uh, I'll see you guys on Wednesday for uh, Film Junkie Lab at the same Junkie time, same Junkie channel. All right, guys, talk to you later. Mm-hmm.